We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's do some team stuff here to wrap up. All right. We're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about biggest win, toughest lost, lost, turning point of the season. Then we're going to go biggest offensive play, biggest defensive play, and then the one big takeaway from 2022 that we're going to have. So let's first talk, Vince, about the biggest play. What is the, to you, what was the biggest play? So it can be most impressive play. It can be the most impactful in a game play. However you want to go with it, Vince, I know this was a this was a tough one, you know, because you don't want to, you know, you're so, trying to rack, rack through like an entire season worth so, of plays. Yeah, are we going to do? Most, yeah, yeah, are we going to do biggest play and then we're going to break it down to biggest offensive and biggest defensive? Yeah, we're going. Okay, yeah, we're doing offense okay. first. Yeah, for the for this. Yeah. So okay, so you want offense? You don't want biggest yeah. overall and then mm-hmm. offense and then defense. You're offense not, and defense, and then we'll do the same thing for. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bi- biggest offensive play is tough for me. Because I there there just wasn't a whole lot of like offensive plays. It could be best too, really like if it was like a, a yeah. crazy catch. So yeah, so that that's the direction that I'm going, Brian. I'm I'm gonna go with two of them. There was the uh, the the catch by Jaden Thomas against BYU where he caught it on the kid's back for a touchdown, and then also the behind the back on for Lindsey yeah. against Navy, I believe those were the two most amazing catches of the season. I would say Michael Mayer had one like that against, I think it was Cal. Okay. That was similar to that. Might so have you been can throw him in there too, as far as I'm insane. concerned, but just yeah. the, when they catch it behind the defender like right. that, like that is, that's awesome. Like, I, I mean, there's a little bit of luck. There's a lot of skill. There's just a lot of timing. There's so many things that have to go right on that one. Uh, so those are mine for offense because it just mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah, those are mine for offense. I'm going to kind of do a two part. I think the the Braden Lindsay of all those plays, the Braden Lindsay one to me was the craziest. Oh, that like, was nuts. It was just insane. The biggest play for me is I'm going to kind of go with impactful, and it was recent. Logan Diggs catching that little slide and then just outrunning the defense to me ultimately led to that win. You're down twenty four to ten. You've made mistakes. You've turned the ball over. You've had a pick six. You're getting thoroughly outplayed by South Carolina. 
you're you're you know I said to a couple people like, they're so lucky to be down to only 24 17 at halftime but it was that play that did it Gave because it's not a guarantee the way the offense was playing it's not a guarantee if you get sacked with the 25 that they get points it's not a guarantee right that play was so huge because that to me sparked the energy in the stadium and the energy on that Notre Dame sideline completely changed after that play and so to me, that was the most impactful play of the season on offense. You know, you, you go back and look through the games and there were some impressive plays here and there, but like you look at the games this year, Vince, and it's like, I can't point to a play that you look at throughout the season and say, boy, this play just on offense just changed the, right. the course of the game. I mean, there really wasn't that play against Clemson. It was special teams and defense that changed yeah. the game against Clemson you know about those don't worry right right I mean you know it's just there there weren't a lot of those plays for Notre Dame this year that play to me is why you finished nine and four instead of eight and five Mm -hmm. like to me now you had to follow it up with other things but you don't get to those other areas without that play it just because it not only impacted the scoreboard but it just impacted the complete energy in the state that was a very pro South Carolina crowd and it was a big crowd And just the whole momentum change, just the whole momentum change with that play. Did you feel like there were more people in the stands for the Gator Bowl than there were for last year's Fiesta Bowl? Yes. It may not have been that way. I was disappointed in the fans. Not not the fans that were there, but like just the empty seats at the Fiesta Bowl last year. There was only 49,500 fans at the Fiesta Bowl last year. Now, part of this is because of South Carolina. Yes, I mean absolutely. there were sixty-seven. Th- there were fewer Notre Dame fans in the stands on Saturday than there were at Festival yes. last year. Agreed, wholeheartedly. Yeah, and Every that, time that's, they that's the another topic for another day. <laughs> I'm so <laughs> sick of Notre Dame fans complaining about this, that, and the other. And it's like, where are you? And the, yeah. I mean, what? Well, it's a Gator Bowl. Gator Bowl is pretty big deal. And right. are, you're still a fan of the team, right? You know. Right. So, well, it's so much closer to South Carolina. I keep hearing about how there's Notre Dame fans all over the country. Right. You're exactly. telling me there's not enough to get more than. 15, 10, 15,000 Notre Dame fans in that same point. So I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'm with you. But it was a great game. It was a great game to be at. And the Notre Dame fans that were there did a pretty good job. They weren't super loud, but they did a pretty good job. They were just so spread out. Yeah. Because you know? there was even a lot spot. of South Carolina people in the Notre Dame section. Because mm-hmm. that means a lot of Notre Dame fans sold their tickets is what that means. So, shocker. Mm-hmm. I know, right? But uh, that was that play to me was huge. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Defensively, Vince. This was easy. Yeah. Uh, for me. I, well, you had two. There was. Right? I do have, I have Which two. Which one are you going with? Well, I'm going with the first one because that okay. was the most impactful. Uh, there, there was, what did you say? You said something to me about like the biggest moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the second one is my biggest moment. So the first yeah. one is my biggest defensive play. So the biggest defensive play for me was the, the Brandon Joseph pick six versus Syracuse first play of the game. You know, we had just gotten done talking about, you know, this could be a potential trap game for Notre Dame and all of these different things. And right off the bat, First play of the game, it's a pick six. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I hate to say it after six seconds, but it just felt like that uh, game over. Like Notre Dame's well, got this one. Yeah, like, I don't know if it was game over, but for sure, Vince, it was okay. This game is good because that crowd was loud. Yes. Uh, they were, Absolutely. I mean, that was a ranked Syracuse team. Notre Dame had kind of gotten through and really ugly win over UNLV where they just played sloppy football. UNLV then just isn't good. You had Clemson that was, the next week. Like you had, just, you were still fit. You're still feeling the sting of the Stanford loss. Cause it was yeah. just two weeks oh, prior, yeah. Yeah, two yeah. games prior. You got USC, you got Clemson coming up the next week. Syracuse had just taken Clemson down to the wire outplayed Clemson really for most of that game. And you're like, man, this is going to be an interesting game. The way that Notre Dame's playing right now. And I felt like, it sparked that took so much pressure off the Notre Dame offense. That play took so much pressure off the Notre Dame offense. Cause it's like, Hey, look, we're going to get now. They ended up giving a drive up the very next series for a touchdown. But imagine if you didn't make that play Vince and they right. go down to score a touchdown on that first series. And all of a sudden it's seven, nothing. And you're like, here we go again. But yeah, I thought that was a, I thought that was a big one for me, Vince. I'm going with the other play. I'm, I'm okay. going to go in the other direction. I'm going to go with the play uh, that that you were kind of going with for the best moment, and that was the Benjamin Morrison um, the Benjamin Morrison pick. But I'm not going to go with the well, – actually, you know what? I'm actually probably not going with the play that you think I'm going with, Vince. No. Yeah, I, I'm going to go a little bit of different – it's not that It's not that one. It's the first interception that he the made. The one against Klubnik? Yes. To me, that was such a brilliantly defended play for Notre Dame that I just felt like that so changed the momentum of that game. Because if you think about it at, at that point in time, Vince, it was what 14 to nothing. I believe is what it was. It was 14 to nothing. And Notre Dame, it was, you know, fourth quarter, Notre Dame's up 14, nothing Clemson getting the ball. And you're just like, man, you're just letting this team hang around. You're just letting them hang around. They bring in the freshman quarterback. You'd scored seven points on offense. The first three quarters. Yeah. Cause remember the first touchdown was off of a, a blocked punt. And you're thinking, man, and then when he picks that ball off at like the 11-yard line, that completely changed that game. That's when the route was on, was that point. And so I thought that was a a, a defining win because I really feel like if you don't make that play, I still feel like Clemson would have come back and made that a game because you're only up 14-0 in the fourth quarter, Vince. And then that pick led to the second pick 
Because now Clemson's got to press. Now they're down 21 nothing. Now they have to throw the ball. Now the game is on DJ's shoulders, and that's not where you want to be for Clemson. And then that led to the pick six. So the pick six was the backbreaker. It was the previous interception where he he, he was chasing the crossing route and then undercut it and picked it off. Right. That was the more impressive. I mean, the the this the pick six, the run back was the more impressive part. I mean, he was in good it wasn't position a great, on the interception. He it was a terrible it. throw. It was a terrible throw. No yeah. doubt about it. And he was where he needed to be. Right. But the, the first interception was a tremendous play. Just a phenomenal Absolutely. play. Absolutely. No, that was a better defensive play. But that's why I picked the second one as my best moment. Right. Because that was when you cool, yeah. when you have an opportunity to just kind of because as soon as he caught it. And uh, Shipley missed the tackle, which mm-hmm. was in a, which was within like the first ten yards, right? As soon as that happens, like he's going all the way. So you have that entire length of the field to like enjoy it. You know what I mean? Because let's be honest, football plays like they average like six seconds. You know what I mean? Seven seconds. You got to enjoy that entire run back. And yes, we were working in the press box. Oh, we were so fired there was, up. There was no cheering, we were fired but up. like I enjoyed like that was the best. There was moment. a couple pounds on the table for me. I'm not gonna lie on that. Yeah, one. man. Yeah. Like I got to enjoy that whole time. And so, like, moment-wise, like that was the biggest moment for me yeah. to just enjoy it and revel in the fact that Notre Dame just dominated Clemson. Yeah. Like just dominated. Well, and them. that was the finishing touch. Like, yes. When exactly. when was the last time Notre Dame played a team like this, like that? Right. And just put the game away in that fashion where it's like you're watching the game, Vince, and there's still 12 minutes left in the game. And you're thinking this is over. Yeah, this is over. I mean, you kind of felt that when they went up 21, nothing. But that moment where like the game is now officially over, like they they are going to wipe Clemson off the map in this game. Because honestly, you know what it felt like, Vince? It felt like it what for me, it wasn't just that game is over. I felt like Benjamin Morrison officially put the final nail in the coffin of the Clemson dynasty. Yeah. That, oh, I hope so. that's what I felt like. I, yeah. I said that to you. I know you I, I think I looked at you and said, yeah, at the time, I was like that Clemson's now officially done Notre Dame that everybody says that Clemson, their rise started with the win over Notre Dame. I disagree. I think it was against Ohio state the year before in the orange bowl. That's when I think Clemson truly put themselves on the map. But everybody attributes it to attribute. Excuse me, it was two years prior against Ohio State. Everybody attributes to the Notre Dame game, and I think you could say the final hurdle for them was that Notre Dame win. And Notre Dame is the team that killed them. Yeah, that officially putting out. You know, last year they saw it, but that game to me, where Clemson just went out and got dominated, was that was it for them. It's like like last year, Vince. They weren't very good last year, but they they were. They never got blown out. I mean, they sure. lost by a touchdown to Georgia in a game where Georgia didn't score a single offensive point. They lost an overtime to NC State, and they lost by 10 to Pittsburgh yeah. in a game that, you know, was so- mostly competitive throughout the game. And, and But Notre Dame just wiped them off the map and, and, and beat them in a way that game where this is what you're supposed to be good at, stopping the run and all that, and we still beat you. Yeah, and then that was the final coffin. So I thought that play, from a momentum standpoint, Vince, from a moment standpoint, you're going to look back and say, when did Clemson die? When did the Clemson dynasty die? It was when Benjamin Morrison crossed the goal line to wipe Clemson out. They were never the same team after that, Vince. 
Yeah. They weren't. I mean, yeah. they just DJ never recovered from that. No, I mean he's not. That game. He doesn't yeah. go to Clemson anymore. So no, I mean, it, yeah. you know, he never recovered from that, <laughs> in my opinion. So yeah. that's the that's the moment for me. Let's kind of stay on in, in lines with it, Vince. What was the turning point of the season, in your opinion? Because it's 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 for both of us. It's going to be kind of the same kind of moment. But what was the turning point of the season for for you, Vince? Well, for me, the turning point of the season, and, and I, it's the Clemson game. It was the win against Clemson because. You know, there there was a lot of turmoil, obviously, you know, going into that game, you know, based on everything that had happened up to that point, right? I mean, they started 0-2, Ohio State Marshall. They lost to Stanford of all. And that was still I, – I don't care what anybody says. That was still fresh in my mind when they're going to play Clemson, right? Dude, I mean, it's still it, fresh in my mind. Right, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. And so going into the Clemson game, I was like, okay – this season could still take a turn for the worse because you still got Clemson in front of you. You still had Southern Cal. We still had Boston College, which I realized at the end of the day, they weren't all that great. I get that. But there was still a lot riding on that Boston College game at that point. And mm-hmm. so the season could have taken a serious turn to the negative, right? Oh, yeah. And the not only the fact that they beat Clemson at home and all of that, but the manner when you just you just poetically described how all that went down. But the way that they beat Clemson, the fact that they beat Clemson, that was the turning point. I mean, it, it just was. And it, there's no other way to slice it. I mean, Clemson yeah. was the turning point of the season. It, it was. I mean, it just – having that win under your belt, I mean, Clemson's not going to finish in the top 10 because they lost their last – two of their last three games. But they're still going to finish in the top 15. And they are a top 10 team if they beat Notre Dame. I mean, that's the reality of it it was a signifying moment to this football team that, Hey guys, when we play and Marcus Freeman said after the game, I've been telling y'all all year, you're a really good football team. You just don't play like a really good football team. Yeah. And that was that moment. That, Cause like even the USC game, they got outplayed at quarterback and there were some issues with defensive coordinator, but like they battled. That sure. wasn't like Stanford. That wasn't like Marshall. They were just got beat by a better team that day. It's not excusable because there were things you could have done to make it a more competitive game, but I mean, you didn't have Cam Hart. You didn't have Tariq Bracey. You know, you you didn't have. I mean, you, you didn't have your starting quarterback. If we're being honest, you know, they were just oh, you're just kind of like this isn't this isn't who knows this. And they still battled with USC. But that game to me is even is a blowout if if they don't lose to Clemson because I don't think that team would have they would have checked out. I yeah. think a lot of veterans would have checked out by that I point agree. in time. And that win was a and it's also that win where Marcus Freeman can kind of build his foundation upon. Like, hey, when when we want to, when we want, and then you can look and say, imagine what we could do if we had a quarterback that could throw the football in that game. Yeah, because that's the thing that meant so much to me about that game, Vince, was that you did that to them, and you didn't even go after the weakness of their team. Like South Carolina and Tennessee both took advantage of the the the, the part that's bad about about Clemson. They beat up their secondary, which stinks. Yep. Notre Dame didn't even throw for 100 yards that game. Had 85 yards. They went right at what is supposed to be the best part of what Clemson is. Yes, correct. The vaunted defensive line, the front seven, and all those kind of things. And you look at it and say, they said, we don't care. We're going to go right at what you, the thing you do best, and we're going to dominate you. Because it's what we do best. Yes. I mean, it was, it was about, to me, it was about Notre Dame. What you we know do what best mean? is better yeah. than anything you do. Exactly. It was yeah. about Notre Dame. Like, we're not going to try to scheme you and do some crazy crap just to score some points. We're going to do what we do. 
and it's going to be better than what you do. Right. And that, that, that was the story of that game. And so that's, that's why it's a turning point to me. And a lot of people are saying North Carolina, North Carolina was a great win for Notre Dame, but then they lost to Stanford. Like right. that can't, that's not a turning point. And you could say, right. well, they lost to USC, but they lost to USC differently than they it, lost yeah. to Stanford. So USC is also a top 10 team. Correct. I mean, they're about to win their what? 12, 11th game. 12th. Right now against 12th game. So they went what? 11 and one during the regular season. Right. Mm-hmm. And lost the chance. So yeah, twelve and two. That's a different animal. Yeah. They should have beat Stanford by forty. You know, like yeah, it's not the same. And right. again, I think I think that that the North Carolina game they were they're here's the, they're better than North Carolina. Yes, they're significantly so. Mm-hmm. They're significantly better than every team that there's there's three right. teams they played this year that they didn't have significantly better players than, and that was USC, uh, Ohio State, and Clemson. I think the other thing too that's a turning point too is is if Let's say Notre Dame beats Stanford and then loses to Clemson. The narrative of nine and four is completely different. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah, you went nine and four, but who'd you beat? Right. I beat North Carolina. <laughs> you mean the team that lost like four of their, their last four games and and couldn't beat anybody and couldn't stop anybody? That that's the win you're hanging BYU. You, that's the win you're hanging your hat on. The Clemson game gave you that win where you can say. Yeah, when you are doing what you're capable of, you're that. Right, right. And Notre Dame has not had an issue with North Carolina. Mm-mm. Like North Carolina, for all the good things that they've done, the quarterbacks that they've had, and the success they've had offensively, when they play Notre Dame, they don't do well. Right. Notre Dame has had North Carolina's number. Right. And so beating North Carolina to me, and maybe this is an elitist attitude as a Notre Dame fan, they should beat North Carolina. Sure. They weren't even ranked at the time, and they didn't finish the season ranked. Yeah. Right, I mean that's just the reality of it. You know, same with BYU. BYU is not that good. No. Right, and now North Carolina is a talented team, but Notre Dame should beat North Carolina. Yes. North Carolina is not at the point yet where they should go. Now they should also beat Sanford. They should also beat Marshall. And they no get, doubt about it. But at least this way with the Clemson game, you have that win where you can point to and say, "Hey, this is what you're capable of when you play your game." Right. And I think that's why that mattered. So, what was a tough? Before we get in. Well, I guess. Go ahead. That's also the biggest win. I mean, so we've kind of talked I mean, a lot about the Clemson game. It was the yeah. biggest win, yes, uh, for you, right? Yes. I'm going to go in a different direction here. So I want to quickly talk about the toughest loss because I don't spend a lot of time on this. I'm just getting mad. I think a lot <laughs> of people might pick Marshall, Vince. You and I both pick Stanford. I it's 100% Stanford yeah. for me. I, I number one, I think. Marshall's a better team than Stanford, but that's neither much. Here. I mean, that's, team that's neither here nor Marshall's there. Marshall's a nine-win team this year. Right. Stanford won, what, three games? Right. And and the, and there's a way – I mean, I'm not explaining away the Marshall loss because you can't there's, explain There's the no way. excuse for losing right. to Marshall. There's no excuse. No excuse. But you can at least say, that's a nine-and-four team. Right. Right? Like, it's a right. bad loss. But it's kind of like Tulsa 2010. Inexcusable loss, but it's like – Right, it's a ten. The Tulsa team was eleven wins that year. This state Marshall team was nine wins. No excuse for it. But Stanford sucks. Yes. Marshall, in my opinion, if they played Stanford in a bowl game, would smack them. Yes, and Stanford's awful. Stanford hadn't beaten a Division One football team or a Power Five football in team over in a over a calendar year. year. Over yeah. a year, and Notre Dame just laid down and just took it like that. That was just awful on so many levels. And then you add into it the fact that you play these guys every year. Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're, there's nothing they threw at you that you should not have expected. You play them every year. You have had their number for the last few years because they're not good. They don't even have a head coach. 
like, anymore. Like their yeah. head coach stepped down after this season because of how poor of a program that they were running and how, what a bad team they were, but they beat Notre Dame. Yeah. It, it's Stanford all day, all day mm-hmm. long. It's Stanford. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Because also, if you beat Stanford and the rest of the season plays out the way that it does, you're a ten and three team, and two of those losses were at the very beginning of the year as you were kind of getting used to your new coach and your court, you know, and all that kind of stuff. You could, you could kind of almost explain those away a little bit, kind of the way people did when USC started one and three in 2016, and you could say, man, Notre Dame was as good as anybody in the country for the most part. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they played like a top ten team in the last, you know, what it'd be they'd play 13 games. So the last 11 games of the year, you're talking about, you're, you're saying you played as well. You were a top 10 team in the last 11 games of the year. If you beat Stanford, that's the argument you can make. And the Stanford game completely changed that. I mean, yeah. th- this team looks so much different, even with the USC 10 and three. Yeah. You know, you won 10 of your last 11 games. Uh, you, you lost to a playoff team in a game where you led over half the game. You could explain away the Marshall game. Let down from Ohio State. Now, again, inexcusable, but you can explain it. There's no, um, there's no, there's no, no justification for it. I'm sorry. There's just not. Yeah. There's just not. It was just, it was that bad. It was that unexpected. It was, there was just so many things that were bad about it. I don't even know. I just don't even know how to get into it and 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 put a positive spin on it. There's no positive spin mm-hmm. to put on it, you know. Not that there's a positive spin to put on Marshall either. Those are both really bad losses, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. we're not. There's no debate of that. It's just mm-hmm. it was it was just so much worse. It was just so much worse. Yeah, it really was. It really was. Biggest win, however, Vince, you went with Clemson. Okay? I did. We talked about the importance of the Clemson win. I'm going to go a different direction though. The Clemson win was the turning point, but I'm going to look big picture. I think the biggest win was the South Carolina win. It was not the biggest win over the best team. It wasn't the turning point, but I still believe that this season is looked at completely differently because of how the season ended. If you go eight and five down the stretch and, and you, you're a team that, that goes out there and loses to, um, South Carolina, you know, yes, they're ranked higher than you and all that other kind of stuff. But the the reality is that's a team that just flat out you should have beat. Just flat out a team you should have beat. And you lose to them, your season's eight and five. Your the Clemson game doesn't matter as much anymore. Uh, it just it takes some of that, that shine off. 
I thought that was the best win. I thought, you know, they went in there with, there was no Foskey. There was no Michael Mayer. There's no Cam Hart. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. There's none of that stuff. And it allowed, it allowed you to kind of go into the off season winners of six of seven or no, it would have been yeah six of seven. Your only losses to a team that's going to be the cotton bowl champs, pack 12 runner up top 10 team on the road. And, and, just completely changed. I think you go into the off season with a lot more momentum now because of that game. And I think that team, that game also to me was the perfect this depiction of this football team as a whole, not always pretty, n- doesn't quite play to its potential for 60 minutes or for the course of a season, you're going to have some sloppiness. You're going to have some, what is that moments, but this team responds to adversity and finishes like if you think about it how'd the season end really bad start to the year 21-7 first quarter deficit then you come roaring back and it looks like you're about to turn the season completely around you lose to stanford right you're you're it's 38 31 you're about to put the game away you throw a pick six right that's the stanford game of that game but then you finish strong and the difference in this game compared to the season is you didn't have the slip up against usc you went up 45-38. You didn't have that moment where you let them go back down the field and score. You put it away. You know, and that was that was the key for me. Yeah. Uh, is is it completely changed the season around to see this team's ability to to get punched in the face and and go down and then bounce back. Losing to Marshall could have killed that season and they didn't let it. Losing to Stanford could have killed that season and they didn't let it. Losing to USC could have killed their season and they didn't let it. Falling behind 21 to seven to South Carolina could have killed their season and they didn't let it. That to me is something that I love to see from this football team was just that, that ability to overcome adversity and flash potential. Cause that's the biggest takeaway from the whole season is when this team is on, they're really good. Sure. When they're not, they're not. Now you've just got to be more consistent. And I thought that we saw that in this game. And it was nice to see some younger players stepping up. I mean, you know, it's funny. Last year, Brian Kelly kept using, kept whining about how young they were on offense. And you had uh. a fifth year, sixth year senior guard, a fifth year senior at right tackle, a senior at left tack or center, a, a junior at left guard. You know, you had a, a fifth year senior quarterback. You had a junior who was coming off a thousand yard season at running back. I could go on and on and on and on about how they were not young last year. This team started eight freaking true sophomores in the bowl game against South Carolina. And did you hear Notre Dame talk about that once in the bowl prep? I didn't. Did you hear one time that Tom Reese or Marcus Freeman lowered the expectation for the offense? Because, guys, we're starting eight sophomores and a quarterback who's got two career starts. Like, let's not get to – no, it was this is the expectation. Right. Eight never, never true wavered. sophomores, including quarterback, both offensive tackle spots, Every receiver spot, running back. You were only experienced at guard and center. That's it. The inside of your defense. And then who was the first guy you brought off the bench at receiver? A freshman. A freshman. Now, did some veterans step up and make plays? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Braden Lindsay stepped up and made some big plays. But you, you, this Chris, Chris Tyree had the big third down conversion late in the game that allowed them to get that game, get go ahead drive. I mean, people forget they're in long field goal range for Blake Groupie at the game tied 38 38 without before Chris Tyree makes that play on that little slide play. So you, your veteran stepped up, but that was a game that was dominated by your young guys. 
your backs are sophomores, your tackles, your quarterback. And, you know, so this team has potential. And that's why I'm excited about this offseason. But but it's also the excitement is not there if you lose that game. Right. So that to me is why South Carolina was the biggest one of the year. Most important win of the year. I think if we go with the biggest win, who was what was the best win? It's Clemson, clearly. But most important win is where I'm going with this one for the South Carolina game, Vince. What are your thoughts on that? As we oh, I, I I agree with you wholeheartedly, and I I had that as a close second. I actually wrote that down. I said South Carolina is a close second uh, because of everything that you just said. I think it means more now moving forward, right? And there's some things you could explain away if they ended up losing that game. You know, well, they did beat Clemson. They did this. They did that. But at the same time, eight and five is so much different than nine and four, you know, and and I think that that is legit. I mean, that's something that has to be talked about. This is still an SEC team. You know, as much as Shane Beamer wants you to think that he just found guys in the parking lot and suited them up for right. the game. I mean, it's still an they SEC put, team. They were putting okay. they weren't putting walk-ons on the field right. in, in place of the guys that were out. Come on right. now. And and, you and know, Notre Dame didn't play the game without two guys that were more prolific than anyone in the history of the school at right. what they do, and Isaiah right. Foskey and Michael Mayer. Come exactly. on. Exactly. Come on. And so dude. that <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about specifically this game later on tonight when we do upon further review, obviously. But that was a huge win for Notre Dame and you can talk about offseason momentum. You can talk about a lot of different things and we're going to talk about Marcus Freeman and what we've learned from Marcus Freeman over the year, over the season. I learned a lot about Marcus Freeman in this one game and it's a microcosm of the entire season, to be honest with you. And we're going to talk about that more later on this week, but man, it, it was, it was just a situation where if, it's a completely different narrative if they lose this game Mm -hmm. and they ended up pulling it out in wonderful fashion. So uh, yeah, I I agree with you completely. I, I, it was a close second for me, uh, you know, to talk about South Carolina. So I'm glad you got an opportunity to do that. Yeah. Cause we talked a lot about in Clemson and that game was so important. So important. It was the biggest one of the year. Yeah. It just, to me, that game loses a lot of its sting. If you beat South Carolina, if you don't beat South Carolina, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. No doubt.